Blog Talk Radio. Across the country and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, and Julie and I are broadcasting live from a lovely overcast day here in Austin, Texas. And of course, this is your source for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money now in the real estate industry. So guys, listen in. We're going to be helping you uh, to, frankly, learn what you need to be doing now to put you into a place to be helping people, taking the right actions to make you money. Understand, embrace, and accept that we are at the very beginning stages of what will be probably the next seven to ten years of, I mean, in our, all of our real estate careers, will be one of the best, if not the best, opportunity in your entire lives to make money. So embrace that idea, get into action, and when you find yourself resisting anything that you hear on our radio show specifically, you need to ask yourself why. There's an old saying that whatever you resist persists, or put it another way, whatever you're resisting the most is where your growth needs to be. So if we say something that conflicts with maybe something you're believing, challenge yourself and ask yourself, well, you know, is what Tim and Julie are saying true? And if I were to adapt to what they're suggesting, would that be better for me in my business, or would that hurt my business? Because you know we're never going to tell you anything that's not going to help you to help others and make money. And if you listen, if you're paying attention, if you're really tuning in to us, you know that our primary focus is always about being of service to others. That is the primary motivation of everything that we teach you guys to do as your most dominant thought. And the reason is, is because if you are coming from the mindset of service, all the other types of thinking that usually filters into people's brains, that causes them to have ups and downs in their income, that causes them to you know, fall prey to really defective thinking. There is no room in your brain for that type of thinking if your dominant thought is being of service. If you don't believe me, do a little test right now. Think of the activity that you most are hesitant to do in real estate, what you're most resistant to do. Maybe it's a price change with a jerky seller. <laughs> Maybe it's calling a FISBO. Maybe it's calling expired. Maybe it doesn't matter what it is. Think about if you were to have the mindset of service. In other words, you're calling that jerky seller about that price change because you're trying to help them accomplish their goal. Have that I'm helping you mindset, and then notice how all of a sudden the tension, the fear, the ego-based stuff that's floating around your head gets set aside because there is not room in your, in your mind at the same time for the mindset of service and gratitude for that matter and at the same time ego it's kind of a convoluted concept but just try it i know it works it's something we've been teaching all of our best coaching clients for years and years and years now another little suggestion because obviously as we've been hopefully preparing all of you if you've been listening to us long enough the market is shifting and a lot of markets is still definitely a fiery hot seller's market but we're starting to see longer days in the market we're starting to see more inventory coming for sale. Please listen to your coach when I tell you that that trend is going to continue. Towards the end of the year, you're going to see the days in the market long, are longer 
new construction is going to be entering into the fray. You're going to see the price reduction scripts are going to become even more important. You're going to see that the agents that have the skills to essentially thrive in a changing market or a stabilizing market or a return to normalcy, however you want to refer to it as, those are the ones that are going to absolutely, totally and completely run away from the herd of agents. That is happening now. Just because you were successful in the past, you know, frankly, if you were successful in the past, it is almost a lead weight around your ankle as you try to swim because of the fact that you are going to most likely have the biggest issue with adapting to change versus, say, some of you who are newish in the business, back returning to the business, or you realize that this is an incredible opportunity for you, so you've got your mind open. So, you know, if you feel yourself, you know, remember what I said, whatever you resist persists, and whatever you're resisting the most is where your growth needs to be. Pay attention to yourself. Look to see if you are adapting to this changing market or whether your thinking is holding you back. So, Julie, you've been on coaching calls all day. So have I. What are you learning from your students? What is it that you're hearing from the front lines of the real estate industry from around the country? Julie, you there? You know what? Maybe I didn't tap Julie in. Let me check. So, guys, I'm going to wait for Julie to chime in. But while she is uh, getting on the call, Let's also talk a little bit about specifically what you can do if you find yourself behind the eight ball. If you're not moving forward in your business, if you're not where you want to be right now, you've got to really ask yourself, what is it that you need to be doing to turn things around? If you find yourself in a position where you're, this is, doesn't feel like a real estate recovery for you, if you find yourself in a position where you aren't making the money that you want to be making, start with a question, what is it that I'm not doing? How can I be changing? What are the things that are holding me back that maybe my mindset issues don't really correspond with the actions that I need to be taking? Oftentimes, guys, it comes down to two questions. Are you an active agent or are you a passive agent? Are you an active agent who actively pursues the opportunities? Or are you a passive agent who basically is waiting around for the opportunities to show up and somehow magically they'll end up making money? Julie, are you live? I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. So, Okay. I, um, we're, I was uh, leading into our topic of our conversation today about the active mm-hmm. agent versus the passive agent. So as um, your coaching schedule, the folks you've been talking to today, what are you mm-hmm. hearing from the front lines from agents across the country? I'm hearing many of them observe kind of what you were just talking about, where the markets seem to be heating up and then it seems to be a little bit slowing down and then a little heat up and a little slow down. And the thing that I'm you know, most proud of my students about is that they're really tuned into that. They're watching things like the number and frequency of showings they're getting on each listing. They're watching their days on the market. They're keeping an eye on how they sign their listing contracts that they have enough time. You know, when everybody thought if the, the listing's going to sell immediately because you have low inventory, well, why would you need longer than a 30- or 45-day contract? But if you see your market slowing down, more competition, longer days on the market, you better cover yourself on the time that you have to get that thing closed. So it's interesting, you know, even amongst a certain market, there are pockets that are hot and pockets where there's a little more inventory coming on. So it's, you know, very important for agents to know their own micro markets, you know, and by that I mean the markets that are happening around each of their individual listings and not just making gross generalizations. Oh, there's no inventory. Really? Well, you're, bring, so you're you bringing up a good you know. point. You're bringing up mm-hmm. a good point. I mean, even if you find yourself in a marketplace where you feel like the real estate recovery is passing you by, 
chances are in your overall marketplace, you're, there are areas that are doing extremely well. So, you know, there's an old saying that when the going gets tough, the smart get going. Well, that implies that you're supposed to dig your heels in and you're supposed to just work harder. Well, we don't really, frankly, uh, think that's smart advice. What we tell all of our coaching students is when the going gets tough, the smart leave, <laughs> right? Totally and completely counterintuitive, but that's what we're all about. When the going gets tough, the smart leave. If your goal is to make money and you find yourself, as Julie was just describing, in a marketplace where it's getting tough to make money, leave. You don't need to sit there and try to save it. Go to where the money's being made. Well, and that Real might just is, mean a different zip code. That's right, and that's probably what it does mean. I mean, I remember, and Julie, you know, Julie and I are from Columbus, Ohio. We sold real estate in Columbus, Ohio, and I remember when we were growing up, Muirfield was the hottest place to live, and this was, you know, in the 70s and then the 80s, and then all of a sudden, Powell started being developed, and then New Albany got developed, and what you'd see is you'd see people migrating from Muirfield to, you know, this hot community or that hot community. In other words, People were literally deciding that Muirfield was no longer the place to live, the other places to live. And I remember there was this, this couple, I don't remember their last names, great agents, really nice people, dominated Muirfield for a long time. I think they were REMAX agents. And when that market started to suck wind, yeah, I, we, we worked with them and we sold stuff out there. Mm -hmm. When that market started to suck wind, they didn't change. They dug their heels in, this is our market, we're going to go down with the ship. And that Muirfield market, as far as I know, now we haven't lived in Ohio for a decade, basically, but when that Muirfield market started to go down, it, you know, chances are it didn't come back. And so their business, their cash flow went down with the market, where they could have migrated to wherever, where wherever the opportunity was happening. So clear your mind that just because in your individual market things might not feel like a recovery, open your eyes, look on the MLS to see where the recovery is happening, and go there switch offices exactly. maybe, physically move maybe, consider how you as a business owner can be making money. So we're not going to take a commercial break today because Julie and I have a lot of ground to cover. So I'll condense the commercial right now. If you need help, if you need uh, to get the proper motivation and education to continue with this fantastic year you're having, or if you're not on track and you're behind where you want to be for the year, either way, Request a free coaching call, free coaching calls for agents.com. Understand that it's not okay for you to basically think that, you know, this year's passed you by. It hasn't. There is still enough time that you can make this a phenomenal year. If you're already having a phenomenal year, do whatever it takes not to lose your momentum. Request a free coaching call, and it's super easy. Just go to free coaching calls for agents.com. It takes like two seconds to set up your coaching call. Um, and Julie and I are on the roster. You can set up a coaching call with she or myself. So the topic, Julie, of today's yes. call are – it was originally five questions to determine if you're an active or passive agent, but it, it turned into eight questions. So it's going to be eight right. questions to determine if you're an active or passive agent. What is the – Julie, generally speaking, what is the definition of an active agent versus a passive agent? And then we'll get to the questions these guys can ask themselves. Well, I would say an agent who actively pursues business versus an agent who waits for business to pursue them or even believes it's possible to have business pursue them. You know what? That's the best definition I've ever heard. We don't even need to edit that. Let's just leave that as it is. Do you, do you chase the business or do you wait for the business to chase you? I love it, Joy. That's good. Thank you. We need to put that in our new book. <laughs> Write that down. All right. You got it. All right. Good. All right. So we wrote down eight questions. For you to ask yourself, 
whether or not you are an active or a passive agent. And, and we're going to go back and forth on these. So the first question that we wrote down for you, everyone ready, is do you have lead follow-up rules? I mean, literally, do you have lead follow-up rules? Do you have rules for yourself that you follow no matter what about how long you're going to take to call a lead back, how long you're going to take to set a listing appointment? Do you have actual lead follow-up rules? Do you? The answer is just yes, you do, or no, you don't. I'm asking you, do you have specific written-down rules that you follow? Interesting, isn't it? Is one of your lead follow-up rules, like what's your definition, for example, of a motivated seller? I'm editing your first uh, – this is question number two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So question number two is, what is the difference between a have-to-sell seller and a want-to-sell seller? Do you know the difference? Do you know the difference between a seller that has to sell and wants to sell? The easiest way to ask them is, Mr. Seller, do you have to sell this property or do you just want to sell this property? That'll kind of cut to it right there, won't it? So a little epiphany for some of you who have been successful listing agents. If you look back at the last, say, five or six or ten or twenty listings that you've sold, I bet you all of them had to sell. And I bet you look back at the last five or ten or twenty listings that you listed that or appointments that you went on where you determined not to take the listings, or if you unfortunately listed them and they didn't sell, I bet you the sellers didn't have to sell. In other words, they were want-to-sell sellers and have-to-sell sellers. So here's a little advanced question for all of you, and this would be, you know, are you an active agent or a passive agent? This goes to your mindset. Now that you know that there's sellers that have to sell, they're relocating their, you know, financial issues, you know, legal issues, there's reasons that sellers have to sell, can you give me an example of a buyer that has to buy, has to buy, not wants to buy? The answer is you can't because there's no such thing. At the end of the day, buyers can always rent. That's the reason that successful agents, the richest of the rich agents, are always listing agents who know to focus on the sellers that have to sell, not the sellers that want to sell. And yes, they do work with buyers, but the buyers they work with are the buyers that want to buy their listings or buyers that follow another set of rules that are five rules that we'll share with you on your free coaching call. So not getting too far away from today's topic, which is my typical problem on these radio shows. <laughs> the next question is, Julie? <clears throat> okay, so the next one is, do you use and believe that it is real follow-up, something known as your drip campaign, your drip system, your drip emails, any of those things that sound like dripping? <laughs> do you believe the drip campaigns work? In other words, do you actually rely on some kind of email system that's going to send you know, updated CMAs or updated buyer information to buyers thinking that that's going to make you money? I bet you every one of you listening are guilty of that. The next question, how much time in the last seven business days did you spend on the phone or in front of a prospective seller? Remember, the topic of today's call is determining if you're an actor or a passive agent. This is a very specific question. Answer the question. How much time did you spend in the last seven days on the phone or in front of a prospective seller? In other email words, email doesn't count. Email doesn't count. Right. Social networking doesn't count. On the phone or in front of them. Active or a passive agent. Julie, remind me, what was your definition of an active or a passive agent? An active agent is an agent who actively pursues their business versus a passive agent who waits for the business to pursue them. There you go. Next, do you buy buyer leads? I personally think that should be made illegal, but that's just me. Do you buy buyer leads? 
do you buy buyer leads? I was on a coaching call today, Julie, with a new coaching client. Great guy. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling he's going to do incredible things in his career. Younger fellow, new in real estate. And he told me, prior to obviously hiring us as his coaches, that he was buying buyer leads from Zillow or Trulia or whatever, paying $40 a lead. That's wow. what it averaged out to, $40 a lead, not a closing, That's not, not a, a paycheck, deal. That's a lead. lead. Wow. Right, and he then went off to tell me that the lead quality that he'd seen that he's been getting, obviously, was in, very poor. And guys, another thing we warned you about last year, that the lead quality would continue to get worse. If you're buying buyer leads, that is not sustainable. You're going to find very quickly that that is not a reliable, if it ever was, source of business for you. You seriously need to accept the fact that you need to learn how to be a listing agent. Next question, active or passive agent. Do you follow a daily schedule that reflects dollar productivity, dollar productive activity? Do you follow a daily schedule that reflects dollar productive activity? Write these questions down. Do you know what dollar productive activity is in real estate? There you go. Julie, what's dollar productive activity in real estate? There's only five or six things, starting with the most important thing, which is generating the lead. I did not say buying the lead. I said it generating the lead which if you've done a good job at, leads to the next logical thing, lead follow-up. And as I like to say, lead relentless lead follow-up with intent to set appointment, not just, hey, how's it going? That leads to the necessity of pre-qualifying the lead, buyer or seller, which in most cases leads to presenting, then negotiating, and then closing. If it's not on that list, I don't know why you're doing it. Next question. Do you have erratic income, ups and downs, or what we call cash spurts opposed to consistent cash flow. If you're suffering from cash spurts, there's like a 99.9% chance that you are a passive agent. You're waiting for your leads to come to you. You're waiting for your leads to chase you. You're waiting for the mystical, mythical email to show up from that hopeful client, the seller. You're waiting for the business, waiting. You are a passive agent. Next question we wrote down. Do you have a business, a written down business plan that is designed around profit? Based on, based on that plan, are you behind for the year, on track for the year, or ahead of the year? Some of you don't have a business plan. Most of you don't have a business plan. All of you who are our coaching clients, whether you're in Real Estate Coaching Essentials, whether you're in the Advanced Coaching Program or the Breakthrough Coaching Program, you are given our Real Estate Treasure Map. That is our very comp- comprehensive business plan. That will tell you exactly what to say and do so that you will have a specific written down plan and you can track your progress on an ongoing basis. For those of you who have yet to become our coaching students, you need to seriously think about doing that immediately before it's too late for you this year to have a fantastic year. There is still time. Next question. We'll review all of these. Do you send everyone to voicemail and worry about it later or do you answer your phone? especially when it comes to leads. You know, a a, a mindset shift with you is how many of you have a dedicated phone number specifically for inbound leads? In other words, is there a specific phone number you have for people to call who are prospective buyers? Do they have a phone number to call, or do they just go to your general voicemail? Or worse, your office voicemail. Exactly. Or worse, your or or even worse, not even to a voicemail, but to whoever happens to be on floor duty, who's by yeah. the way probably going to send your leads to somebody else. So mm-hmm. let's review these questions. Julie, start at the top. Okay. Sorry, I was walking around. Okay. 
So we have, number one, do you have lead follow-up rules? Relentless lead follow-up with intent to set appointment would be one of them. Lead follow-up rules would be you follow up on 100% of your leads urgently at the time they come in, whether that is through your email, your voicemail, uh, direct referral. And now, Tim, you were giving me an example of a client today that had a lead come in two days ago that hadn't been followed up on yet. That's right. Because they were thinking about whether they were considering if they might want to help the person. Meanwhile, someone else probably already is. So, do you have lead follow-up rules? How quickly do you get on them? Are you using lead follow-up scripts? That wasn't all of them, was it? Well, no. I didn't know if you wanted to discuss further. No, keep on going through it. Keep on going through it. Okay. All right, number two. How much time in the last seven days have you actually spent on the phone or in front of a prospective seller? Again, email does not count. That means real listing presentations and or pre-qualification of a potential seller. How much real time in the last seven days have you actually spent? That will tell you, are you active or passive? Next, are you using an email drip campaign, and do you actually believe that that's going to produce anything? I, you know, I don't know in the history of buyers and sellers if anyone has ever done what agents believe they will, quote, call when they're ready. Why do they do drip campaigns, Julie? Why do you think agents believe? Right. It's easy. And well, it's easy know, to believe, what, oh, you know, they'll get in my email and call when they're ready. What is very strange to me is, and the thing I don't understand about our industry, to be honest with you, and I don't know if this has always been true for the last 20 years that you and I have been paying attention, you know, whether or not this has been true just for the last 20 years. I get the fact that you guys like to think that there's passive ways for you to generate money. I mean, it's kind of the, uh, it's kind of the myth that you can just sit around and pick Lynn out of your toes while closable business just shows up, and that somehow is going to be the Shangri-La for wealth building. How long is it going to take for you to realize that's a lie? Honestly, how long are you going to take before you accept the fact that that's just a lie? It's just not true. Yeah, you can probably put together a team or a system that's going to generate lots and lots of transactions with you doing a fair amount of very expensive passive stuff. I told you about the guy that was paying $40 a lead from Trulia or whatever it was. You can even hire a bunch of agents to run around and basically sell those leads houses. What makes you think that's going to make you money? So the question you have to ask yourself, and you have to ask yourself this question all the time about any decision that, or frankly anything you're spending money on in your business. Can I 100% for sure track closable tra- closed transactions to this activity? Too often you guys are buying stuff, buying into stuff, with the belief that if you do it long enough, it will work. Why? Why are you doing that? Why are you buying buyer leads or why are you subscribing to some website or why are you doing these different sort of gimmicks and believing that sometime in the future it's going to produce results? When you can get results today doing the proactive stuff, if your goal is truly to make money in this industry and help people make money, if that is your honest-to-God true goal, why would you go and be passive when you could be active and make money faster? Why would you do that? Can you get, can any of you, the only answer I can come up with when I ask myself that question is that you're just not serious about making money. That's it. And it's usually because you don't have the skills yet to learn how to be an active agent, and that's okay. 
You can master them. They're easier than you think. How much better would you feel today, tomorrow, the rest of your career, if you knew at any time you could literally wake up in the morning and you could set a listing appointment and you could take a listing? If you could do that whenever you felt like it, how, would you, how much better would you feel about your career, about yourself, about your future prospects, versus giving your credit card number out to yet another Yahoo that's going to build some fancy widget for you, that's supposedly going to generate leads for you, that maybe someday might hopefully generate a closed transaction. Why would you guys do that if you knew there was another way? Maybe you didn't know there was another way, but now you do. Now that you do know, what are you going to do with that information? Now that you do know that you can be an active agent and make money, you know, literally now, why wouldn't you embrace that? Why would you struggle with, because you don't believe it? Or is it because you just aren't willing to learn? Because you want to just hold on to the fantasy that you can just sit around on your butt and basically have business show up for you? doesn't happen, guys. Or, more important, I think more accurately, it happens so infrequently, that's what results in these crazy cash spurts that some of you guys have been suffering from. Just decide that maybe you're going to give being an active agent a shot. Maybe you're going to open your mind up to the fact that some of these things that you've been believing about being a passive agent, maybe they're just not true. By the way, how many of you actually believe that the leads that you've been paying for in some cases, how many of you have been actually believe that maybe those you know, leads didn't work out because of you versus the leads just were crappy quality? Let me put it a different way. Are you rationalizing failures of past gimmicks because you thought it was your fault? Why don't you turn the tables and then ask yourself, maybe the gimmick itself was at fault. Some of you guys have been doing some of these past clients and centers of influence things for so long that you believe that when they don't work at the same level, you're actually starting to believe that it's your failure, not the concept's failure. It's the concept. It's the idea. It's the gimmick. It doesn't work the same way as it may have worked at one point, if it ever worked at all. Remember what I said? When the going gets tough, the smart leave. Challenge your thinking. Challenge where you're investing your time. Challenge where you're investing your best energies. Are you an active agent or a passive agent? There is no, well, if you answered seven out of these ten or eight questions this way or that way, you're an active agent or a passive agent. The reality of it is, is you probably are a passive agent, or at least a majority of your time that you're spending while you're quote-unquote at work is doing passive things that you hope someday might generate business. Your activities during the day, your best energies during the day, have to be spent in front of, in front of have to sell sellers or very motivated, pre-qualified buyers. That's where all your best energies have to be spent. Not trying to employ gimmicks that might hope, day, hope one day produce a lead. If you approach the business like that, you're going to just be another statistic and fail out of this industry in 24 months like most other agents do. Julie, does that resonate? Do you think we're reaching yeah. folks here or are we alienating? Well, what do you think? I think a lot of them don't want to hear it. A lot of them don't want to embrace the fact that any day that you don't have an appointment with a real buyer or seller, that you need to be doing lead generation. It doesn't matter how beautiful your website is. It doesn't matter how much time you spent blogging or how much time you were on Facebook if you don't have any leads. That's it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the bottom more line fun. Here, guys, it's easy. It's, it's passive. Yeah. But well, it doesn't matter. You know what? The, truth, the truth is is that there needs to be some sort of entrepreneurial release that happens for a lot of these guys. And, yeah, guys, make great websites. Do great branding. Do great marketing. Do all those things. 
but you have to do those after you've done the proactive lead generation stuff every day. That's how you make money. By the way, that's how every business makes money. If, you've been, if you believe it will work any other way, if you think you can build your business through passive means, and if you maybe even have in your mind examples of people that have done it, here's where, I, here's where basically the rubber meets the road. When you look at the net, how much profit other business models uh, make or will, will produce for you, the simple fact is, and this is an example that I give all the time because it's so true. You know what? I'm going to give you a personal example. I'm going to tell you guys a true story. And I haven't told this story before, but I'm going to tell it because it is true. Julie and I's first few years in business, our first year in the business, as a lot of you guys know, we sold over 100 homes, and we're a national association of realtors, this, that, and the other. We wrote a book. We did a national speaking tour. We did all these things. It was great, right? Second year, so the first year in our business, we were in our early 20s. And this was in Ohio. This was in the early 90s. We made over $300,000. The second year in our business, we, impre- we increased our business, and we made something like $454,000. I think that was the exact number. In our early 20s. We were in college before that. Trust me when I tell you that was not normal for Central Ohio. So the business continued to grow. But here's what happened. We started employing, we started getting away from the things that were active agent things. We made the mistake that we're trying to help all of you avoid. We started to put into place these passive agent things because we started to, we were starting to believe some of the BS that was out there. And then what happened was, our net, so our, your, your revenue will continue to increase as you employ, if you employ effectively a lot of these passive agent things. So here's the interesting irony of it. When the revenue gets up around a million dollars a year and you're a passive agent, your net from that million dollars is going to be like one hundred fifty dollars to $200,000 before taxes. Okay, so I want you guys to think about this. You're making a million dollars a year. You're the top producer in your marketplace. Everybody thinks you are, you know, the most incredible agent there ever was. Depending on, you know, if you're in, you know, Manhattan, maybe the number is 10 million. But the fact is still the same that how the actual net works. And in other words, how you actually, with the amount of money you personally pull out of the business every year. So in Columbus, Ohio, and most of the country, you're earning a million dollars a year. You and your team, you are something special. But when you do your taxes at the end of the year, you realize that you're actually making less than $200,000 a year. So in real numbers, Julie and I, when our first year in the business, when we made $300,000, wherever the actual number was, we made $300,000. We paid Remax $800 a month. You know, we had virtually no other expenses. So our net was like 90% being active agents. As we made the mistake of starting to do some of these passive things into the fourth and the fifth year of our business, and we started doing the things now that are really trendy. Remember, we drove this 20 years ago. We had a team and all that. What we noticed was that even as our revenue started to increase, the amount of money that we netted was actually less than the first year we were in business where we were 100% active agents. So, And I've seen this happen in every market with every agent. Some of you guys will request a free coaching call after you hear what I'm saying now because you're going to say, damn it, I formed a team. I'm so frustrated with the fact that I can't increase my own personal net worth. It's not your fault. You're following a faulty business model. The best teams in the world are teams that focus in on being listing agents, doing nothing but active activities to generate more listings, and then the amount of profit that they make from each sale is 75 80% because they make so much more money net 
Those are the rich agents. Those are the ones that are reinvesting in passive income generating things. You guys could do the exact same things. I'm telling you from personal experience, I'm telling you from coaching literally thousands of agents, that the reality of it is, is the business systems that you guys are being taught with regards to passive lead generation, with regards to being a passive agent, with regards to teams, they will generate transactions for you, but they won't generate more income for you. If you truly are in this business to make profit, do what we should have done. Learn from our mistakes. Learn from what your coach is telling you, opposed to trying to make the mistakes yourself and then learning you know, down the road. You can make more net profit, more money in your pocket, having a smaller, tighter, non-gimmicky you know, gimmicky, uh, uh, real estate practice. Yeah, you won't win the big gold you know, shield at the, uh, the banquet. People won't walk around with tattoos of you on their arms, and you won't be asked to speak. But who cares? You'll be rich. What difference does it make? So you guys need to seriously think about whether you want to continue being passive agents or whether or not you want to embrace being active agents. Active agents are the rich agents. Passive agents are the ones that are pursuing the glory, pursuing the ego, pursuing the, you know, the recognition. They want to be famous. You know who these agents are. They're spending all their money trying to maintain a false belief that being a passive agent will somehow make them wealthy. It won't. It never does, and it never has, and it never will. If there's anything we can do for you, some of you, I know not all of you, but some of you are messages resonating with. It's different. I know what we're saying is flying in the face of most of what you guys are being taught. What we're telling you is the truth. Argue with me. Debate with me. You know, Say something. Do something. If you can find any reason to believe that what we're not saying to you is the stone-cold truth, request a free coaching call. Let's talk about it. Maybe be a guest on one of our upcoming radio shows. That's fine, too. Remember, you guys can call in at 347-857-1195. Participate in your future. Don't just passively wait around for things to show up. If there's anything we can do for you, obviously, at any time, request a free coaching call. Free coaching calls for agents.com. Now, remember, tomorrow is Friday. So uh, Mr. Ventura is our Friday host, and he will be helping you guys learn how to embrace technology in your real estate practice. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. Tim does a great job, a lot of great feedback from the first couple of times he's presented on Fridays. I don't know what his topic is tomorrow, but I pretty much guarantee you it's going to be designed to get you into active agent mode and make money with the mindset of being of service to others. Have a fantastic day. Remember, free coaching calls for agents.com. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.